starts. Yes, let's go. Woo. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to Brain. Please don't your phone weekly podcast about all things borderline personality disorder. I'm Patrick. This is Ruby. Hello. We're your co-hosts. This week we're going to be talking about some um, sensitive topics, same as every other week. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully you've listened to episode one of the show. Um, we've improved some of the audio quality to make it easier to listen to, hopefully. Um, <laughs> hopefully. Um, hopefully you can't hear that shitty background music that I'm playing. Um, and we don't get pulled for copyright reasons. So <laughs> here we are on Spotify. We're not saying the N-word, so don't worry, Joe Rogan fans, we won't get cancelled. Um, at least we're not planning to in this episode. And yeah, Ruby's going to talk about being diagnosed with BPD, borderline personality disorder. Um, I'll talk a little bit about that too. Um, thanks to everybody for listening and big shout out to our fans and everybody who's been in contact with us. And um, yeah, hope you like it. Yeah, thank you loads to all our listeners. Um, we really appreciate it. Please keep sending in your messages. Um, send in any requests if you want us to cover any topics or, yeah, want us to talk about anything or just pop in to say hello. Our DMs are always open. Um, on Instagram, that's bpd underscore podcast. Message us there. That's and us. we'll... Yeah, we'll reply when we can. Um, cool. So what, what do you have for us today? All right. Well, today I wanted to talk about my journey with being diagnosed. I think um, from all the people I've talked to, we have a similar story. Um, mm. I was initially um, diagnosed with bipolar disorder, type 2, rapid cycling, when I was about 23 from memory I'm 27 now and um I I knew um a little later on that it wasn't enough it didn't quite cover what was happening right um but for a lot of other people I know with BPD they get diagnosed with um with sorry with bipolar disorder and they don't actually have bipolar disorder Um, So I do, I do actually have bipolar disorder. So it was a correct diagnosis, but it didn't cover everything that was going on in my head and everything that I wanted to sort of diagnose. Um, So my mood swings were too rapid to qualify as bipolar um, because I think to be diagnosed bipolar your mood swings need to last for four days or more yeah and as all of us with borderline personality disorder know um that your mood swings can last maybe four minutes four seconds or four days four months you know (laughs) we all know that it's very unpredictable anything goes yes exactly now you know people oh sorry no you go I was just going to interject and say, I know people, and we touched on it briefly in the first episode too, when you're diagnosed with stuff like this, and, and a lot of people say this for borderline, you know, and I certainly felt this um, sense of like relief and, oh my God, it makes sense. Like this, this is the right diagnosis or maybe it's Absolutely. not exactly right, whatever. 
But did you have that same sense of, uh, you know, oh, oh God, like everything makes sense now. I understand it better. Did you get that when you when you were told that it was um, a bipolar? Sorry, I kept trying to say borderline um, bipolar. <laughs> I did. I did initially. Yeah. Um, because it was something that I had like looked into for myself. Mm. This was before I knew what borderline personality disorder was. Yeah. So I was like, bipolar sounds right. Um, and I was talking to a psychologist at the time. She was a clinical psychologist, so she was able to diagnose me. Um, and she said, yep, it's definitely bipolar. Um, again, like it, bipolar is correct but it just didn't cover everything that I'm going through. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, for me at the time, it was a huge relief because I didn't know what was going on in my head. I had so much that I didn't understand. I didn't understand why I'd be just depressed, like nothing mm -hmm. would it that I could tell. Um, and I was studying at the time, so it was really difficult because I didn't have time to just not be able to get out of bed for yep. days on end so I was like well what's what is this what's happening yeah so I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and then maybe a year or two later I thought to myself well no this isn't all that's happening because I've been on um, mood stabilizers for quite a while and they sort of started to work at first um, but they just meant that I had a low mood all the time instead yeah. of like going from um hypermania um which i only got once or twice but that's enough to be diagnosed with bipolar disorder i'll go into that another time but it didn't cover my really rapid mood swings and how i could be so easily triggered mm. to go from whatever mood to a completely different mood and that might mean going from really absolutely miserable to absolutely perfect the next yeah. minute yeah. or the exact opposite or just sideways or anything we all know how it feels and there's it really feels like there's no trigger sometimes there is like sometimes you can tell um but other times you just there's just it feels like there's nothing you can do so yeah. with this information i sort of googled i was like well what's what's going on what's going on in my head and why isn't it you know helped by my medication my mood stabilizers because um, it felt like it stabilized the long-term moods again mm. so I was just depressed all the time but um it didn't help those really quick mood swings that's so and weird to, yeah everyone I talked to um who had bipolar disorder they were like no no I don't get those quick mood swings mm -hmm. I was like oh that's nice <laughs> isn't it weird that the mood stabilizer doesn't work for those as well it's a mood stabilizer but not really I know it's a mood stabilizer <laughs> unless your moods are too fast. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, that is weird. Yeah. So yeah. after that, yeah. I sort of Googled a around a bit. Um, this was, say, at the beginning of 2020. So I had just moved back from living in Dublin um, and I was not in a great headspace, but I knew there was something more than bipolar disorder. Um, I'd been to my psychiatrist. She just upped my mood stabilizers and it didn't help at mm. all. Um, and nobody was really, I felt like nobody was listening to me. I was like, yeah. nobody gets how much I'm feeling everything. 
like I'm feeling everything magnified um, to what it feels like everyone else is feeling. Why am I feeling everything so deeply? So finally, I found an article. I think it was maybe on the Mighty. I found an article called, oh, look, I don't remember what it's called. It was the Quiet Borderline thing, wasn't it? That's exactly it. It was like 20 symptoms of Quiet Borderline. Mm. Um, And it was like reading my own biography. It was reading everything I'd been through. And I was like, oh, my God. That's that's it. That's what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, it was hard to find a psychologist who was going to take me seriously, who was going to listen um, here. And I'm assuming yeah. probably everywhere else in the world. I'd say we've got <laughs> it pretty good here in Australia. Yeah. But every psychologist I called up, they wouldn't treat me um, because I said I thought I had symptoms of bpd yep and they're like oh no we don't treat bpd here i'm like okay it's cool. an amazing uh get out of jail free card for a lot of services yep. yeah for some reason the borderlines are just written Good. off like that yeah seems and fair I, don't, I mean yeah it's really <laughs> great isn't it i don't get it because um as many of you may know i hope all of you do know that borderline personality disorder is actually treatable Yep. Um, with the right kind of therapy for you um, and putting in as much work as you can. Look, I know it's it's difficult and I'm not there yet. No, um, we're, we're, we are in recovery, like a lot of our borderline yes, brothers and sisters. Absolutely, absolutely yeah. We're yeah. in recovery, but, um, you know, it's a long road. And that's yeah, cool. We we're all in it together now. Um, but, yeah, so BPD is treatable. I think, uh, do you think part of that is, um, this could be my biased take on it. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. it is my biased take on it. Um, do you think this is um, part of that, let's say, the reluctance to look into it and to treat it? You know, for me, it seems like if they can't just throw a prescription at you within 10 minutes, they don't want to know. And yeah. even like, you know, like you were just saying your experience with um, bipolar, which is something that's a lot like to, to treat it I don't know a lot about bipolar but um what I do know I'd say it's probably a bit more nuanced than just take these pills and go away after five yeah. minutes 10 minute consultation so even in that sense you know like I think that a lot of the a lot of the people that that you kind of would turn to for help maybe don't have the skills or the tools or they, they just exist within a culture that is not uh, like it's not really conducive to treating borderline because it's yeah. not a quick fix you know it takes constant work every day yeah, um exactly. not to make it sound worse than it is but like it can be really really hard and really like so oh, much yeah. work to manage you know as, as you know yes yeah as we all do yeah, yeah. um yeah, and I think that's the thing. And maybe it's because it's still quite stigmatized. I mean, that's not helping. Uh, they go hand in hand, yeah. And um, a lot of treating mental health professionals, I guess, just don't understand it because it's relatively new. New in inverted commas, by the way. I'm assuming that it's been around a very long time. It, it has, but, you know, it's it's always evolving and the way that they're grouped together. Um, so I've looked back at, you know, as um, NCBI and PubMed, where you can read like um, scholarly articles and, and actual studies. So not when people say, I've done my own research because they watch a bunch of <laughs> fucking numbskulls on YouTube, tell them what's up. You can't actually read clinical yeah. papers and um, research papers. As, as We're not know. on the Joe Rogan podcast. We can exactly, get yeah, we, information. We, <laughs> <laughs> we keep slagging that fucking guy, but it's just because he's an easy target. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, come here. Um, yeah, some of it, uh, it's, it's, they're always strange. And so every edition of the DSM, some things move more than others. Yeah. This one is like, the, yeah, they, they kind of reclassify it. And yeah, it's new. I don't think it's new at all, but I think that they're always working on new ways to treat it. What does exactly. that say about it? That probably just speaks to the fact that it is involved and difficult to treat, though, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, of course it is. It's got everything, like nothing is that easy. easy. Yeah. Otherwise, none of us would be here. We'd all be fine. We'd all be working our normal person, office jobs, and yeah. getting on with life. But that's Dream. not us. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That'd be nice. Mm. But, um, you know, that's just not where no. we're at. Well, here we are. Instead, you know, we're here talking to these fine people on this fine podcast and this fine morning and everything is exactly. fine, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So um, that was really difficult when I was trying to get a psychologist who would help me. Mm -hmm. um, just going through all the psychologists that I could find. Um, so for those who don't know, I live in Canberra in Australia, which is about a three hour drive from Sydney depending on how fast you're driving. And um, so I was looking for psychologists in Canberra. I even widened my search to Sydney. I was like, if there's someone out there who can help me, I'll happily go to Sydney or, you know, Zoom um, sessions were just becoming a thing. So it's quite cool. I could get a psychologist who will go on Zoom with me. Uh, I can get one from anywhere. And it's, it's so hard to find someone because I wanted someone who would listen to me Exactly. Um, which cut out a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. um, but I just couldn't find, yeah, I talked to a few psychologists or their, you know, their admin or whatever. I was like, hello, please, I need help. I think I've got borderline personality disorder. I'm just after some treatment, please. I'm after some help. Um, and a lot of them would go, no, we don't treat that here. Um, no, we don't specialize in that. You'll need someone who specializes in that to help you. Yeah. Um, and like, I understand that I did need someone who specialized in it, but they said it in such a horrible way. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. just felt like I was untreatable. Like there was nothing anyone could do and they were making it so clear. Um, so I kept trying and um, there is, there's hope. Um, I found an amazing psychologist um, who's very knowledgeable about BPD um, and has helped me a lot. So the therapy that I did with her, it was just one-on-one, -on -one, um, was DBT, um, which is Dialectical Behavioral Therapy, for those of you who don't know. Um, and it was created by this woman called Marsha P. Linehan. Um, and she has borderline personality disorder. And she's also a psychologist, I think yeah um therapist at least i'm pretty sure she's a psychologist yeah um and so yeah she has bpd so she made this form of therapy to help people with bpd specifically um so what i've done again i haven't done it in group therapy i know it's sort of made for a group session um context but i haven't done that um, because of COVID and because I live in yeah. Canberra, um, a lot of different reasons. It's just not available to me right now. So it's just been me with my um, psychologist, but she has helped me so much. Oh, yeah. So I highly recommend like 
hold on if you can wait till you find a good psychologist if they're available um yeah of course i yeah but i know that therapy i know a lot of people like but therapy isn't for me like okay Mm -hmm. that's fair enough you need to give it like if you if you're up to it you need to give it maybe more than one go because i've had my fair share of terrible therapists psychologists oh yeah we've both been through our share i think yeah exactly yeah Yeah, i don't Um, think it's like you just go and oh i'm in therapy now and then it's one size fits all or you know that would be nice all therapists are are equal but they're not because they're human you know exactly and you'll get along with some and you won't get along with others and it's not a personal failure on your half or even on theirs sometimes just to add the flip side of that you know i've been on both sides of the fence the public system and the private system for healthcare mental health care and regular stuff and um for people when you're in the the private sector like you're saying you know you do have a freedom to shop around and it can be expensive etc but maybe you have um employee assistance at work or maybe you have some kind of if there's a government relief or, or whatever it is or maybe if you're fortunate enough to have the money to cover it yourself even better um yep. I haven't worked full-time day job in a little bit over two years so I'm now in the public system but even at that if you can use the tools that are available to you whether it's you know like I found a lot of it is really counterintuitive and it's not helpful it's counterproductive it doesn't work um so I'm trying now to kind of strike the balance of take it where you can find it if that makes sense if that's listen to our podcast which cannot give you medical advice because we are not medical professionals um but yeah I suppose it's kind of like a combined approach of lots of little things I found really because there there wasn't really you know in terms of therapists or professionals anybody that I could lean on that much and I think that's kind of weirdly a part of it that you can't necessarily depend on them to fix it for you like it takes so much you know work on a personal level Yep. And that's probably a thing that I'm, I don't know if people uh, struggle, if this is common for people to struggle with, but I'd assume it is because a lot of the stuff yeah. we've, uh, that comes up for us that we've experienced with Borderline seems to come up for most people. So, um, yeah. yeah, I just think it's weird. And I'd say a lot of people struggle with that fact that, you know, oh, I have to do all of this work, even though, yeah. you know, you didn't, uh, it's not your fault that, that, you know, yeah you have to do it or you didn't bring it on yourself. So, but just to try that out there, that. you know, the, the public services for this sort of stuff usually fucking suck. Um, yep. So if they do, you know, it can be very discouraging and you have to kind of take, yeah, take what you can get and, you know, do your best to, with the resources that are there. But I found it's, it's primarily things you have to do yourself. I don't know. That's it. Yeah. I think what I found very helpful was my psychologist sort of pointing me in the direction that I needed to go. Yeah, she held my hand through it, um, which is mm. exactly what I needed. I, it should be said, I'm saying it like it was in the past. I'm, I it's still ongoing. That. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same, same exactly. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Just that now uh, we're so great so that we have our own podcast and we're experts. Yeah. Now, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, if only, you know, no, I still need um, a lot of help with everything. Um, but that's not a bad thing. You know, I'm lucky no. that I have it. I've got exactly. a lot of support. Um which is very good yeah and like and, this distraction stuff techniques hobbies you know like you're super into gardening now I'm obviously studying yeah. music pretty hardcore um you know you have to have that sort of thing going on too 
Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So um, for the last couple of years, um, two years now, I have been, oh, two-ish years, just a little bit under two years, I have been on the disability payment in Australia because I haven't been well enough to work. Um, so just putting it out there, like if you're not well enough to work, yeah, totally cool, relatable. Um, don't yeah, just, that's a hard thing to come to grips with. Absolutely. People. Yeah, for me, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I think it might have been a little bit easier for me than it was other people because I've never had a full-time job. Yeah, fair. I've had to drop out of full-time studies so many different times and um, dropping out this last time um, a couple of years ago, I was like, look, I can't do this like other people can. So I'm going to take my own time with it. And then I couldn't do that either. So I just thought, okay, good. That's my body. That's my brain just telling me to stop. Um, I'm lucky enough that you know, it took me a long time to fill out this disability form. Yeah. I didn't understand it. It was like it was written in a different language. Um, and I think they do that to put you off. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not sure. This isn't some sort of conspiracy or something. It's <laughs> so hard to understand. Yeah. Um, so well, I it is it. a bit of it because it's not a theory. We're not theorizing too, too much about it, but there is a conspiracy there that like, it is designed potentially to be off-putting, you know, same here, yep. in most places. Yep. So is exactly. it a conspiracy? I mean, they're kind of conspiring against vulnerable people. So I would maybe call it a conspiracy. <laughs> Hang yeah, on, let, let yeah. me just tweet Joe Rogan here and see what he says. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, but um, yeah. yeah, it's really unlike, I'm pretty um, up to date with medical terms and stuff. I don't know loads, um, but I usually know enough to fill out all these stupid yeah. Centrelink forms. I've done enough in my life. I've been filling them out since I was 16, so I'm not new to it. But um, it was very difficult. It took me months to fill out, to get all the right paperwork to get everything i needed this isn't to put anyone off by the way this oh was god no no if anything this is a testament to your fortitude and the fact that you did exactly it, yeah. it was um kind of scary but i'm so glad i did it because mine was approved like as quickly as possible i yeah. got it very quickly and that's um, where diagnosis is important just to throw that out yeah. just to link it into what we're say, saying yeah this is where it comes back to the diagnosis yeah so um, I had my diagnosis like confirmed by my psychiatrist and my psychologist and my, so my clinical psychologist and my registered psychologist, two different people, two different levels of psychology. I had several of my diagnoses um, confirmed by all three of them. And um, so you don't need this much confirmation. I just went overboard because I'm that kind yeah. of person. Um, so I sent in all of those letters, every sick note I've ever handed into my university, every this, every that, every Centrelink note I've ever written. Um, I just, I'm very picky. So I had all of that information. It took me a long time to gather it all, but I needed to have everything like over what I needed um, just to sort of guarantee that I could get it. And you shouldn't have to jump through all these hoops. like. I'm mentally ill, please help me. That's all I want. Um, yeah. I did get it. But one of their psychologists um, who I think they contract in um, Centrelink, 
um, she called me up and she's like, look, you have so much proof of your diagnosis that I know that I'm just going to be asking you such basic questions. And I was like, yeah, go ahead. And she asked me just a few questions about my day-to-day -day life. Why am I applying for um, this disability payment? And um, I was able to tell her everything just because I had looked at so many different, yeah. like, you need to have this, you need to have that. And I had done it for so long that I was just able to confidently tell her what my experience was. And that's all you can do. Really, it's up to the gods after that. Centrelink yeah. um, <laughs> gods. <laughs> yeah. Um, Centrelink, I'm trying to think of what like the equivalent is. So Centrelink is our oh, whatever this. Yeah. What, what, like what, a doll payment. Them? Like, yeah. Yeah. What do you call them? Social protection, social yeah. services, whatever. Yeah. It's probably a different services. name in every country, I'm sure. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, anyway, the people who give out the disability payments, Centrelink. Yeah. Um, Benevolent anyway. gods. Yeah, exactly. Well, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of fucking stuff shirts and bureaucrats and you know they prop up a system that helps some people but unfortunately like it's i don't know that's a big problem with it and maybe we can go on a rant yeah. about that in a future episode and see if people Definitely. have similar experiences because we've um, gone a little bit off track sorry about yeah that's true well no worries you know i mean we're 24 we're minutes in. <laughs> yeah exactly right Maybe this one could be a little bit longer because um, this is our fourth attempt to record this podcast, believe it or not. The third yeah. time was perfect. We got a perfect take, but yeah. Zoom didn't yeah. record it. So um, we had some so thanks for that. issues. <laughs> yeah. Mercury yeah. retrograde. We're out of retrograde now. We're fine. It's just the shadow period. Is that what for it was? I was going to send some hate mail to Bill Gates. <laughs> but that was just the problem. <laughs> Um, I think you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will anyway, just in case. Um, so yeah, so this one might go a little bit long, but I think that's okay too. So you know, I, I had some feedback from uh, some friends that listened to the show and and pointed out how depressed they sounded in the first episode, which I think I pointed out as well. But that's just the way it is, you know. You can't be happy and uh, you know bubbly all the time. <laughs> so some episodes might have. I might have a different energy in some episodes, but don't worry. Yeah, do, I do mean, not, me too. Yeah, do not adjust your set. <laughs> um, anything else you want to say about that? No, I think that's pretty much. Oh, I did well, want to say. Yeah. Um, also, for everyone who hasn't been diagnosed, um, like formally diagnosed. Um, or you've self-diagnosed or you can't get a formal diagnosis or you don't want one. Um, for whatever reason, that's all cool. Uh, you are still welcome in our BPD club. Um, you know, we feel you, it's not easy to get a diagnosis. Um, and I know for some people it's, you know, close to impossible, if not yeah. impossible. It's yeah. expensive. It's hard to find the right people. Um, and I live in a capital city. It was nearly impossible for me yeah, I live in the capital city of Australia and it didn't, it doesn't have to be this hard. So I can't imagine how hard it is for people in rural places or places that aren't as open about mental health as we are here. Mm -hmm. um, but sending love to you all, you are all valid. Yeah, I think the only time, and I 
now I'm finding it difficult to remember if we touched on this in the first episode that we put out or in one of our attempts to record this episode. <laughs> but um, so hopefully I'm not just repeating um, repeating shit here. But um, let me say, I was going to ask you a question about it um, in terms of diagnosis. So I suppose it's a two-parter, right? One, I noticed a lot of people said, um, seem to kind of frame it as this is a label and this isn't really helpful to have this like a lot of lay people people who aren't you know experiencing it um mm -hmm. so i would say the only time it's not useful to have an actual diagnosis is like you know i can't really see a time that wouldn't be useful i feel like it's kind of useful and um, it gives you a bit more power over it to control it, maybe, or or to, to try and get it under wraps, you know, right. whether it's, yeah. you know, like, like I was going to ask you, like, did it change your perception of anything like when, when that came out as well, you know, like when you were diagnosed with that? Yeah, I mean, I just felt really validated because yeah. um, with BPD especially, um, you just feel like it's all in your head. I was like, oh my God, am I imagining these mood swings? Am I forcing myself to have mood swings so that I feel a certain way, so that I yeah. fit this criteria to be blah, blah, blah. Like, no, no. Like, I don't want BPD. I have BPD. That's, I'm feeling these mm. symptoms because I have BPD. Like, um, so it was a huge relief to hear someone professional confirm it. They were like, yeah, this is a pretty... Um, obvious case I think I don't know if that's exactly what you yeah. said but like I'm very much quiet BPD I fit like I tick all the boxes I fit all the criteria yeah. um so that was easy for me I know it's not as easy for some people who may not be as obvious and a lot of professionals don't understand the difference between the different types of BPD yeah um that's right I don't remember any other types. I know there's quiet BPD. I think there are like four types. I'm not sure, but I, I remember seeing something about it, but I know that they all seem to just expect the, the stereotype of somebody who acts out and is loud and crazy and abusive, you know, and, you know, that's, that's not really, yeah, that's like, not me at all. And that doesn't make me any less BPD. Yeah, exactly. So I think the only time I would say, oh, sorry, dropped my notebook. Um, I think the only time, I would say it's not useful to try and put a name on it is if you're just trying to excuse shitty behavior and exactly. Exactly. like I'm not saying that like that doesn't invalidate people who have BPD and don't know or know and still act out like it's it's, mm -hmm. it's real bastard to manage you know Absolutely. so I think the only time it would be not useful is if somebody didn't really have it and they were like oh no I, I'm borderline but maybe maybe they really are but they're not necessarily you know working at it or trying to to yep. to use that in a, like for positive change or, or not for change but for management of their symptoms management, whatever it might be that's a good word yeah. you know yeah because yeah. the other thing about therapy on our kind of this weird pseudo self-help culture that's very prominent mm -hmm. in podcasts by the way this mm -hmm. podcast is sponsored by um <laughs> If, if anybody is out there working in pharmaceuticals and they would like to offer us a sponsorship for some, you know, antidepressants or mood stabilizers or something, that'd be great. Um, yeah. I wonder if that, I don't even think that's legal in Australia. Damn. 
um no but well during the lockdown i got um into listening to podcasts and i've noticed recently like certain ones i keep up and i listen to every week they're all sponsored by a company called better help i don't even want to say it because the whole thing just sounds cheesy and like a bit of a scam Mm -hmm. to me i don't know it sounds like it's too good to be true um or like it's just basic shit but um yeah it's weird how popular that is not slating them or whatever but you know this is just my opinion honest opinion um what was i saying just before that sorry diagnosis validation like you don't need i mean it's helpful to know unless you're um an abusive person who just makes who takes advantage of the label yeah i think it's like i guess like there well there are probably lots of people out there that don't you know um have let's say or don't even know about it but Mm -hmm. are living it anyway i mean that was me until a couple of years back too you know um like you first said it to me not you didn't tell me that I had it or you thought I had it but Mm -hmm. we were talking about it it's the first time the idea entered my head bar knowing the name and knowing that it's bad and just oh borderline oh personality disorder that's you know so I was already aware that there was a stigma to be you know directed towards it even though I didn't understand what it was and that I actually had it (laughs) (laughs) it's useful I was going to say, do you think there's a lot of people that have both BPD and bipolar? Oh, yeah. They overlap a lot from what I've seen. But a lot of people that I know that have BPD don't have bipolar disorder, but they have been misdiagnosed with bipolar disorder. Yeah, that's interesting Uh, too. So there's a lot of overlap that I've seen. I'm not a medical professional. I don't know the statistics or anything. Mm Um, I would think it's one in a hundred. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Approximately one in 71 people will. No, I don't (laughs) know. Um, And they are, they can be similar. A lot of people uh, can get them mixed up. Even when you say BPD, people think it's. Yeah, people think it means bipolar. Yeah, I thought that too before, well, years ago. Me too. When I first read it, I was like, oh, bipolar disorder. And people like, no, borderline personality disorder. I think I used to follow this, this is showing my age, a couple of accounts on Tumblr back in the day. Mm -hmm. Um, And the people I followed, a couple of them had BPD. And they always called it BPD rather than borderline personality disorder. So for a long time, I thought they just had bipolar disorder. Yeah. And then one of them said one day, they're like, oh, it occurred to me that a lot of you people think that BPD means bipolar disorder. It doesn't. Um, it's borderline personality disorder. Go Google it. Yeah. Um, so I Googled it and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Because um, they were cool. I'd been following them for a long time. Um, so that's that was like my introduction to borderline personality disorder, if you like. So I didn't have, I guess, the horror story that everyone else mm, does. True. Good points. Yeah, I haven't seen any movies where there's a stereotyped, a stereotypical borderline character or anything. I haven't had any of that. Um, so I was never too worried about it as a diagnosis for myself or anyone else um, yeah. because I had a positive introduction to it. Well, um, so which is very lucky. No. I was going to say, I'm definitely in the minority because a lot of people yeah. will hear about it from bad stereotypes from terrible movies from this from that or from what their judgmental family and friends say so I didn't have any of that 
um, and I'm very lucky. Well, here's a fun idea maybe for um, next week and hopefully it mm-hmm. will be within the week and we won't have technical issues, etc. Uh-huh. Um, for next week, maybe we could try and look at the positives of PPD and see Absolutely. if anybody out there in the meantime wants to, you know, message us or, or comments or whatever. Um, Definitely. They're like, you know, positive takes because yeah. let's see what happens. I won't guarantee that the episode will be about that because... Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll yeah, maybe we, I'm sure we will do that. Maybe at a later date, if not this one, but we'll try to do it for this one. If anybody has, you know, something they want to highlight that, that they find mm-hmm. is good about it, you know, or that, or that they um, that they experience, they think is a positive thing. You know, I can think of a couple Definitely. off the bat, but I think we should go yeah. into it and let's see Definitely. how that goes. If, if we can dig up um, a couple of a couple of good points, we could do yeah. that on the next one. What do you think? Absolutely. Good. Let us know. Let us know what you think. Um, DM us or, or comment on our posts or anything. Please let us know some positives of BPD because there are a lot and they're not talked about enough. This show is sponsored by Seroquel because you can't be anxious if you're unconscious. Should we wrap it up? Yep, I reckon. I'm really excited yeah. about our positive things of BPD next week. Yeah, um, me too. Um, cool. Well, look, great episode. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. We're going to wrap it up there, I think. And um, thanks, Ruby, for sharing all that stuff about your diagnosis. I know it's not easy, but... Um, Anytime. Well, see you next week. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Um, sorry. <laughs> it's a fake fake podcast ending um (laughs) so yeah um thanks for listening and um you know don't forget like share subscribe you know if you feel like it um i can't do social media so that's ruby's job anyway well pretty much (laughs) yeah i dip in dip in and out every couple of weeks (laughs) but um But yeah, so let's wrap it up there and just say, you know, thanks for listening and um, tune in again next week. Yep. Hopefully see you then. Cool. Bye. Peace out. Bye.